0: All right, I'd like to welcome everyone to another edition of Coach Starnes Raw. I know it's been a little bit, but um, but this is going to be a pretty cool edition. This is going to be our Super Bowl edition. It's it's kind of odd. You know, we did this, you know, doing this all year. I don't even know what episode we're on now. Uh, it's been great, and and we're going to continue doing it. But I'll say, you know, typically we have so much to discuss. High school football, you know, tons of college football games, NFL, a full slate of NFL games. Now we have one game. The Super Bowl. The big one. And and I'm really looking forward to it. So what I want to do is I want to kind of recap the two conference championship games. And and talk a little about about a little bit about those, a little bit about what we what I kind of talked about the keys to victory for each team were and and then kind of what I saw. Again, I you know, I go back and I watch them and it's to me, it's more of a feel thing. And, and and everything that I do, I know that's just the way I roll. That's the way I I operate. And just watching the game, I've talked at nauseum, I know, about analytics and, and how you manage a game. I think there's so much that goes into how you manage a football game. And great coaches are great at managing football games. That doesn't mean they win every week. That doesn't mean that they win... Again, every game. That doesn't mean they always they beat coaches that don't manage the game well. Sometimes some teams just have better days than other teams. But when it comes down to playoff time, and most of these playoff games have been decided by three points. Three points. It's been an exciting playoff season for the NFL. Almost every game has been within three points. Exciting, great games. When it comes down to that, game management is huge, huge. The Buccaneers should not have the Buccaneers should not have blitzed Matthew Stafford and gone zero coverage with a safety on Cooper Cup. That's that's not managing the game. That cost him the game. The Cowboys' game management we we can't we 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 we're not even going to go there. I think we spent a whole episode talking about the mismanagement of the Cowboys' game. But every week, it's the, it's the managing of the game at the end of the game or throughout the entire game that, that causes you to win or lose. And so we saw this again on championship weekend. It, it becomes more amplified or more noticed right before half or in the end of the game, but it goes on throughout the whole game. And I'm gonna I'm leading in with that because I'm gonna first talk about the first game a few Sundays ago between the Bengals and the Chiefs, and I remember I was on here talking about you know previewing both championship games, and I said the Bengals can win if one thing happens, if the Chiefs turn the football over, and the Chiefs the Chiefs turn the football over. It was it was. I was watching it recorded because I had something earlier that day. So I'm at home watching this. And again, not knowing what's going on, not knowing what's happening. I was on media blackout. Uh, so you know, I'm sitting here watching this game and it's it's 21 to 3. I was like, this, I mean, this is this is a blowout right now. Everything in the first half for the Chiefs was rolling. The Bengals were doing some things okay, but they could not stop defensively, they could not stop the Chiefs. Mahomes was exceptional. The Chiefs' offense was exceptional. And they are a rhythm offense. The Chiefs are a rhythm offense. Once they get in rhythm, they are extremely difficult to stop. That's why you see them have great halves of football. Same thing happened. Remember, just, just go back. They were down 7 nothing to the Steelers, and then they rolled. I mean, being a Texans fan, should we talk about that a few years back whenever they were down, what, 28-3? to it might have been twenty-eight nothing. I can't remember. And then they came back and just boat raced. They blew out. They blew out the Texans. Blew them out because they got rolling, and when they get rolling, they're hard to stop. Now, on those those offenses that are that are like the Chiefs, also have a tough time getting back going when they start sputtering. And the key play in the game was right before half. And I've talked at nauseum about it. What separates, like, the 49ers and Shanahan, Belichick, the greatest coaches, they take the points. Throw the analytics out the window. They take the points. This is also a field game. There is a There is a formula to winning football games, and it's not analytics. I'm not saying analytics shouldn't be involved at some point or to some extent. But you take the points. There's ways to coach football games. And I'm sitting there, and who I was watching the game with asked me, are they about to go for it? Five seconds left in the half. What, they were on the three- or four-yard line. Five seconds left in the half. And they asked me, are they about to go for it? And I said, they shouldn't. you got to take the points here. You have all the momentum. It's 21-10. to 10. Make this a two-touchdown game. Because the Bengals had just scored – Let's keep the momentum here, and let's make this a two-touchdown game. The Bengals had just scored. If you, don't, if you, for some reason, don't get in here, now the Bengals go into half thinking, hey, we're, we're on a roll now. We're within 11, and we scored last. And they didn't take the points. I said, he better have a clock in his head. He better have a three-second clock in the head. This either, either better be a quick slant, or this better be a fade ball that's going to get thrown from from Snap. And it should release from from Mahomes' hands immediately. There is no read here. It's a pre-snap read. Catch it and get rid of the football. That's your only chance if you're going to do this. But what should they have done? They should have kicked a field goal. You have all the momentum. Then you go into half, up 14, scoring last. You scored, I think, on almost every possession you've had at this point. That's tough. It totally changes the whole perception of both teams. Now the Chiefs go in with that blunder before half throwing it into the flats to Tyreek Hill. Now they go in, man, now they start not necessarily doubting themselves, but now they go in, man, we should have got that score. They start questioning themselves. And now the Bengals are going in, they're like, hey, this is great. We're now within 11. We have gotten just, we have have been dominated in this first half and we're only down 11. We had this, we can do this. And so you see the whole complexion of the game change. And these offenses that are offenses like the Chiefs, that once they get rolling, they're hard to stop. They don't play well with a lead. They need to continue that high-octane style. They need to continue scoring points and continue flying around and outscore you. They are offenses that are built to outscore you, not built to get a lead and hold on to it. And that's what they did. They didn't have that same aggressive style in the second half. They turned the football over in the second half. They never got going. They started to sputter. And with them being a, a not a tempo offense, I mean, but, but they're an offense that plays with a certain tempo and a certain aggressiveness that once they get rolling, they're hard to stop. But once they get stopped, it's hard to get back going. And the Bengals found out how to the way to get a few stops and some key turnovers by Mahomes down the stretch. Two interceptions, key interceptions. Changed the complexion of the game. I said the Bengals can, will beat them. The Bengals can beat them if, if they turn the football over. And the Chiefs did that in the second half. This Bengals team has something about them. It's not something that can be described by analytics. They have something about them. Joe Burrow has something about him. And yes, I've talked about it. He does remind me of Joe Montana. He's cool. He's so calm under pressure. When things are going well, when things are going poor, he's the same guy. He's Joe cool, just like Joe Cool, just like Joe Montana. In that aspect. And I'll start cuz I started watching that documentary last night about Joe Montana and it's pretty it's pretty neat. But they're very similar doubted, doubted, doubted underdog, doubted, but always rose to the occasion. Loved the pressure. So many similarities there. And again, until they get beat. Why doubt it? Now, what Joe Cool is going to have to do to live up to that name is he's going to have to win Super Bowls. Joe Montana was 4 and 0. That's significant. So we'll see Sunday. But, but I was just so impressed. It was such a fun game to watch. It was, I mean, it was exactly what, what I talked about the week before, what happened. You saw so – I mean, it was Jekyll and Hyde with the Chiefs offense, first half, second half. And that's because there's such a – it's such a flowing situation. It's such a – again, such a smooth, explosive – one of the most explosive offenses we've ever seen in the NFL – but once it gets stopped, it has a tough time getting back going and getting that rhythm back. It's a rhythm offense. They don't play well with the lead when they're trying to eat clock and shorten the game. It's not their style. They're not built to do that. On the other note, the Rams are not either. And so that's what we've seen with the Rams up to now. The Rams were, the, it was the same, it was almost an identical situation. The week before against the Buccaneers, the Rams had all the momentum. They were smoking the Buccaneers. It wasn't even close. It it wasn't even close, and that fumble right before half changed the whole momentum of the game by acres. The Buccaneers had a little hope, and they came out led by the greatest quarterback of all time, and they inched their way back into it, and the Rams turned the ball over trying to be conservative. It's not how it's how they I think they used to operate, but it's not how Matt Stafford offer, operates. Matt Stafford is a gunslinger. When you bring pressure, Matt Stafford's great. Matt Stafford needs flow. Matt Stafford needs tempo. Matt Stafford needs a rhythm to the offense and he's really good. We saw it last week against the 49ers, which I'll talk about in a minute, but we saw it Whenever the pressure got on after the Buccaneers clawed their way back into it, and again, they brought that zero blitz, which was a bad decision. He is great against blitz. Don't blitz him. Make him throw into coverage. He's not great. He doesn't make great uh, decisions throwing into coverage. You have to get pressure with your front four or maybe five at some times. But you can't go zero blitz. And sure enough, the Buccaneers go zero blitz. They pick it up. And a great under pressure. Stafford slings it down the field on a dime to Cooper Cup. Great pass. Great ball. So we see that, but the but they're great from come they're great in that aggressive mode. The Rams are great on offense when they're being aggressive. They were great on the comeback against the 49ers. Week 17, I believe it was, or the last week of this regular season. They weren't great against the 49ers because they were kind of trying to hold on to a lead. This, Saturday, this this past, this few Sundays ago, it was reversed in the, in the NFC Championship. The 49ers had the 10-point lead, and they couldn't hold on to it, even though they're built to hold on to it. But the tale in that game was not that the poor 49ers aren't built to do that. The 49ers are actually built to hold on to a 10-point lead. But if you watch that whole game, Garoppolo played well for the majority of the game. The, the Rams, the, what, the Ram, what did the Rams do to win that game? That game was never in doubt. Not not in doubt. That game was never, oh my goodness, the Rams can't come back from this. The Rams stopped the run. The The leading rusher for the 49ers had 26 yards of rushing. The Rams stopped the run. They took away what the 49ers wanted to do, and that's run the ball. The 49ers had a team rushing of 50 yards. That's not a 49ers offense. Threw for 232. That's not what they wanted to do, but they still were ahead by 10 because they played great defense. So they were ahead by 10 because of their style because they still committed to running the football. They just couldn't do it well against a good Rams front. So that was never – the Rams were never out of that game because they stopped the run. If the, if the 49ers were able to run the ball, the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl. They would have they shortened that game, and they would have held on to that lead but they could never run the ball. They couldn't run the ball from get-go, from the get-go of the game. And so they couldn't hold on to that lead because they couldn't run the football. And the Rams did what they had to do. They took away what the 49ers do best. And then when they got down, you see Matt Stafford come into this gunslinger mode. He threw for 337. When he, has to be, when he gets to be aggressive, that's when he's at his best. That's when he's at his best. I mean, they're not to the, the rhythm of the Chiefs. Like I said, it's a whole different rhythm, but they are, they're very similar they have so many offensive weapons. And so I'm anxious to see how this is going to go. Very anxious to see how the Super Bowl is going to go. But, you know, back to one one last thing I'd like to say about the NFC Championship. The 49ers had no business. They were they're not as I know I talk about the the minuscule difference or the the closer the talent gap gets as you get older or as you get a, a, go up in level and in the NFL it's a, you know it's a lot closer than it is of course in college and in high school but the rams had the best team the 49ers i think were better coached and better organized had a great plan too and they executed their plan as best as they could i think they just the the rams talent overwhelmed them so and, again, Matt Stafford got to do what he does, and he was great down the stretch. And Garoppolo's not that style. Garoppolo's not the best under pressure. He's not bad. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not down. I mean, he played, made some great throws. But when it comes down to the end-of-the-game situations, he's not great. He made some great plays against Green Bay. Did some really good things against Green Bay, but they could run the ball against Green Bay. That's the difference. So when it came down to the end of the game... And he had to make the plays because their running game was ineffective. He's not that kind of quarterback. He's a quarterback that relies on a strong running game and can feed off of that. We saw the, the the poor plays he made down the stretch against the Cowboys. Very poor, but they were able to win that game anyways because of the Cowboys' blunders. He's not a quarterback that can carry you. He's not a gun. He's not going to be. An aggressive quarterback. He's a quarterback that can manage the game well and with a strong running game can be a good, solid quarterback. That's what he can do. He That means he can win a lot of football games. He could probably win a Super Bowl in the right situation. But we saw that. Now, let's talk about this game Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. I, again, it's just been such a good... Since the divisional round on... It's been such a good playoffs. Great playoffs. I mean, every game, minus the Bills and the Chiefs, which some consider one of the best games ever in NFL history, they've all been decided since the divisional round that six games, five of them have been decided by three points. By field goal. Five. Five games. Out of the six. And the other one... The sixth, some consider to be the best game. It went into overtime. Some consider to be the best game, one of the best games, if not the best game in NFL history. It's not the I don't think it's the best game I've seen, but it's one of the top three or four. So let's just talk about how good the playoffs have been. It's exceptional. NFL, best show in town. Sorry, I'm a. I mean, I grew up a baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I love everything. I love all sports. Baseball, basketball. I love. I, I like every sport. Soccer. But football. It's the best. It's the best for a reason. Has the best parody. So it's it's good. It's really good. Um now to the Super Bowl. So let's look at this. Of course, the Rams now I believe are I know I can't remember what it opened at. I think it opened at three and a half. Then I saw it at four and a half. I've seen it at four. So you're looking right in that range where to me what I'm seeing with that range is what they're saying is, you know, I see McPherson coming down, kicking a field goal, putting the Bengals up by three, and then Stafford taking, with with all his offensive weapons, taking the Rams down late in the game and going down to score a touchdown to win the game. It could end, it could end like that. I don't know. What I expect is I expect a good football game. I expect a very close football game. Because I don't see Joe Burrow getting flustered. I don't see him feeling the pressure of the Super Bowl. or let No, because there's going to be pressure. Letting the pressure overwhelm him in the Super Bowl. I don't see that. I don't see either quarterback doing that. I think this is going to be an outstanding football game. So here are the keys to the victory for both teams for me. What the Rams are going to have to do is the Rams need to be, the Rams need to get into a rhythm on offense. I can see the Rams getting up by a score, two scores, and the Bengals clawing their way back and it coming down to the fourth quarter like it has so many times. And the Bengals having the chances to win but with that vaunted Rams defense, it's gonna be very difficult. That's what I foresee. Or the Bengals, it can just be a back and forth all night and a low scoring affair. I'm expecting a game. If I had to say I'm I'm thinking 30, 27, 30, 28, 27, 24, 28, 24, right around that line. I think I think Vegas is right on. Um That's where I think the game's going to be. I think both teams are going to have chances to win the football game in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to come down to which team, and I'm going to say team because I'm talking about coach, I'm talking about quarterback, I'm talking about players, which team handles the last few minutes of the fourth quarter and the fourth quarter maybe in general the best. Which team manages the game the best? I think Cincinnati will manage the game the best. I think they have a quarterback that's cooler under pressure. Not taking I think Stafford's been great. I'm not taking anything away from Matt Stafford. I think he's been great. I think their coach, when they have a chance to kick take points, they take points. They're less analytic driven. They take points. And those points are what keep them in the game. That's the flow of the game. That's that's how I think the flow of the game is gonna go. The Again, the Rams don't handle the lead well. They don't... They don't... And what I mean by that is they don't drain the clock well. They need to be flowing. They need to be rocking and rolling. They need to be high-paced offense. They do not need to get conservative. That's what I think... That's the style they need to play. Cincinnati... Cincinnati... Is just needs to play their solid style. That's what keeps them in every game. They're not necessarily a rhythm offense. I mean, every offense to some extent is a rhythm offense. But they're not a rhythm. They're a solid football team. They're really good on special teams. Really good. They're solid on offense with a, I mean, under the definition of solid is Joe Burrow. So cool, so calm and appreciative. They're just solid at everything they do. They need to be as balanced as possible on offense. They need to run the football. They need to get the ball to Jamar Chase and let him make plays. They have to protect Joe Burrow against one of the best fronts, if not the best front in in, in NFL football, in pro football. That's going to be a key. I mean, we saw what happened against the Titans, and the Rams' offense is a lot better than the Titans' offense. If they're able to get pressure on Joe Burrow consistently and sack him nine times, like happened against the Titans, I, the Bengals, I don't think are good. the Rams are too good on offense. They're not going to have going to be the same outcome as the Titans game. But if they can protect Joe Burrow even a little and give him a little time, and they can keep the Rams off balance with the run game and screen game, I think their offense will move the football and have a lot of success. They need to grind this game down. They need to play it to their tempo. Not run the ball all night like the Titans want to do. They need to mix it up, but control the tempo of the game and control the pace of the game. That's what the Bengals have to do. Again, get the ball to Jamar Chase and let him make big plays, but grind the game down. Make the Rams make mistakes defensively and offensively. Play at their pace, play at their tempo, stay in the game. The Bengals need to stay in the game. So they. I think they had the edge in the fourth quarter when it comes down to fourth-quarter decision-making and fourth-quarter quarterback play. They need to stay in the game. Stay within striking distance of the Rams, and then I think they can beat the Rams at the end. I can see them winning by a McPherson field goal. Or a Joe, a Joe Burrow fade ball to Jamar Chase. I can see them winning it down the stretch like that if they can stay within striking distance and play their pace. On defense, Cincinnati has to get pressure with four and five and mix up their coverages. One of Cincinnati's best, well, strongest points, one of their strengths is their experience in the secondary. Now, their experience in the secondary is what lends them. They don't give up. I mean, they, they, they keep everything in front of them. They don't make... Coverage, they don't make coverage blunders. They don't make, they don't have blown coverages in the back because they're very experienced and they're good enough up front to get pressure on quarterback with four and five. That's what they're going to have to do against Matt Safford. They need to make the Rams run the ball, make them run the ball. What that does is it takes Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham out of rhythm because they're a rhythm offense. They want to be high flying, they want to hit Cooper Cup, hit Beckham. Beckham gets frustrated when he doesn't get the ball cup doesn't beckham gets frustrated when we take beckham and cup away and make them run the football what that does is yes i know it it could be you're going to be on the field more but what it does is it grinds the game down it shortens the game it gets it into their pace of game they want to play i'm not saying they're going to stop akers but they can do some things to stop that running game they have to get penetration to stop that zone running game i talked about that last time And the Buccaneers did that to some extent. You have to get penetration to stop that zone running game. The 49ers did that. Take away Cooper Cup and take away Beckham and make the other guys beat you. Make them run the football. Make them play your pace of game. Take away what they want to do. I don't think they'll get off of it and Matt Stafford will force the ball and he will turn the football over. That's what Cincinnati has to do to win the game. The Rams. The Rams want to, it just depends on what Cincinnati's giving them. The Rams need to be balanced. They need to, they need to run the football. They need to, but they need to be in rhythm. They need to play fast. They need to be aggressive. They need to find and be real creative in ways to get the ball to Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. You need to get Beckham involved early in the game so he's involved. If he does not get involved early in the game, he loses interest. He gets frustrated. They have to get Beckham involved earlier. And they need to be find creative ways to get the ball to Cooper Cup so that the Bengals can't take him away and take him out of the game. And then run the football effective. They need to be balanced on offense so it takes so much pressure off Matt Stafford. <clears throat> and it lets Matt Stafford be free and flowing and be aggressive when throwing the football. Let him be him. And when you get ahead, don't let off the gas pedal. I know I'm a big, hey, when we get the lead, let's go four-minute offense. Let's grind it down. No, that's not what they do well. They need to keep the pedal to the middle, and they need to go. They need to outscore the Bengals. They need to play a 42-30 to 30 game. A 45-32 to to you know, to th- to 32 game. Something along, that's what they need to do. They don't need to give the Bengals a chance to win it late. You don't want to ha- what to happen that happened in the last week of the season against 49ers to happen against the Bengals because they they're similar teams even though they do it differently that's what the that's what the Rams, and then they have to get they have to sack Joe Burrow they have to they, which they can do they I mean again probably the best defensive front in the NFL they have to sack and they have to find they have to get pressure on Joe Burrow and get pressure on Joe Burrow all game that's how they win the game they have the better team I think they have the most talent. Again, the talent discrepancy in the NFL is so minuscule, but the Rams have the better team, no doubt. The most talented team on both sides of the ball. And so they need to use that talent, and they need to play aggressive on both sides of the ball, and play aggressive on both sides of the ball the whole game. And take points when you get the opportunity to score points. That's what they need to do. And so those are my keys to victory for both teams, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at the game. I'm looking to see how the ramp, the pace of play, and I'm looking at I'm look, I'm coming out. I want to see what the Cincinnati's trying to take away from the Rams because that's very important. Again, because that dictates the tempo of the game and kind of what tempo the game is in both halves, because there'll be two different halves. What's the tempo of the game? Both teams need different tempos to win the football game. If Cincinnati's close at the end, I think Cincinnati wins a football game. People think, like, what are you? What are you calling? I, I mean, I'll I I'll, I'll have to think more about it to give a score, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and I and I might give you one here in a minute, but I think if the if the game's close late and Cincinnati has a chance to win, Cincinnati is going to win the football game. They have the best. I think their kicker might be the best under pressure right now, besides Tucker, and then Joe Burrow's always. I mean, Joe Cool, right? I think if they have a chance to win at the end of the game, if they're within striking distance, I think Cincinnati wins the football game. I think if if L.A. can come out and play their tempo and be aggressive all game and get ahead and get a lead but stay aggressive, I think L.A. is going to win the football game. They're the, better, they're the better team. And so if I had to pick, I'd say Cincinnati 30-28. Again, I could be totally wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I say Cincinnati 30 to 28 in a great Super Bowl. McPherson field goal, win the football game. This is Coach Starnes Raw. I'm out.